When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This show is sponsored by One Welbeck. Hi Clubbers, we've written a book and we are so excited to finally be able to tell you about it. It's called Have You Tried This? and it will be released on February the 15th, 2024 by Welbeck Publishing. It's the best of what we've learnt over four years of living and experimenting with everything the self-care and wellness world has to offer, all collated into one place, plus a load of new practices written just for the book. And the best thing... Every single practice in the book costs you absolutely nothing and every practice in there really will improve your mental health and well-being. It's available right now on pre-order. Be the first to get your copy. Link is in our show notes. Hello, welcome to the Self Care Club. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. And this week's topic, we are talking about don't invite me, I don't want to go and we're going to un all of that stuff that we don't want to do for 2024. But before that, tell me how you are this week and what have you been doing for your self-care? I am back to routine. Okay, nice. It's taken me like weeks. Yeah. I've had my injection in my back. Mm -hmm. It's starting to kick in. I'm back at the gym, Mm -hmm. so I'm feeling much better. Mm -hmm. And I am taking my supplements. Nice. Yeah. I'd also like to add in, you've had a little haircut. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have had a haircut. Turned up on Saturday night like a little sex pot at the restaurant, didn't you? Well, I do try to be sexy for you. You rocked in in the leather jumpsuit and the new haircut. I was like, who is this sex bomb in the restaurant? Yeah, I didn't get lucky though, did I? Not with me. <laughs> I can't speak for what happened when you went home. <laughs> um, what have you been doing for your own self-care? I went to the physiotherapist and I had acupuncture and it was horrible and now I've got blue tape all over my shoulder and I'm on exercises that have made me feel more middle-aged than anything's ever made me feel so far in my life you know how like physiotherapy exercises are really tragic because you just put an elbow against the wall and then gently push it 20 <laughs> times <laughs> And then put your wrist against the wall. Push it 20 times. That's what I'm doing. And I just feel so sad. I I can't do it in front of anyone because I feel so embarrassed. And by the way, it really annoys me that they call it exercise Mm. because it isn't. But do you know, although the movement is two centimetres, it really hurts. Yes. Well, of course it does because you're trying to repair something that's need that needs fixing yeah i've also declined a dinner invitation which leads us beautifully into our topic for the week okay which is don't invite me i don't want to go i don't want to go 
So there are many things we don't want to do so in January many, right? 2024. So today we're going to talk about how do we want to spend our time? Yeah. How to say no to the things we don't want to do? Yeah. Prioritizing our time and energy with the people that we do want to be with and how to place boundaries around all that shit. Yeah. And when we need them. Yeah. And be- being aware of it rather than just jumping into everything unconsciously and saying yeah yeah sure and then it rolls around you're like oh my god it's freezing cold out I'm totally broke and I really do not want to be going out for dinner with this person because I'm not overly interested in what they have to say. So this show kind of began as a joke a while ago because Ollie said to me that I had become really unsociable and I said to you Ollie says that I'm becoming really unsociable do you think that I'm becoming unsociable? And then we just had this moment where we sort of both acknowledged that we spend so much time, you and I, with each other, that it kind of scratches the itch of therefore having to see other people. And so we don't do that as much. And is that a good or a bad thing? You know? I mean, I think, well, we do see other people. I mean, we do. We do see other friends. But you're right. I don't get to the end of the week thinking, shit. I really need to see my female girlfriend, my female girlfriends. I really need to see my girlfriends because I'm needing that girl time. outlet. Because I have it every day with you. Yeah. And is that a healthy thing? I think because we're in a healthy relationship, it's fine. But if we were in an unhealthy one, I think it could be really problematic. Or if we're a really bad influence on each other. Oh, my God. But that would be problematic regardless. Yeah, it would. Wouldn't it? It would. I'm also thinking about all those memes that are going around, especially in January, where it's two people dressed up for the evening and then one of them cancels and the other one pretends to be like really gutted. that When, when they're on the phone to them. Yeah, they're already taking their eye makeup They're like off. rushing to the bed. Yeah. <laughs> getting some crisps and getting their remote control. And they're actually delighted. And I think a lot of people relate to that feeling of like, oh my God, someone else has cancelled. The responsibility isn't on me to have cancelled, but I'm so happy not to go. But you know, the thing is, is that I'm always someone that's happy to go out. Yeah. I'm happy to stay in. I'm happy to go out. I can't be in too much Mm. because I get very itchy feet. I get very, very restless. And it actually makes me feel quite um, like I've got this thing, like I'm wasting time. Interesting. Lying in bed to me is a waste of time. Mm. It is a total, like there is life to live. There are conversations to be had. There are things to do, things to embrace. If I'm lying in bed, none of that's happening. My husband loves to lie in bed. He Mm. loves it. It's like a hobby. He gets so (laughs) much pleasure and comfort and peace Mm. from lying in bed. Mm -hmm. To me, it's like, well, I'm not unwell, so I'm getting up now. Mm. You know? Interesting. Yeah. So, So I'm always happy to go out, but... I said to you at the beginning of January, this year, I'm just not, I'm not going to be spending time with people I don't want to spend my time with. But that's been happening more and more anyway. That's yeah. not like a sudden thing. And I don't have loads of people in my life that I don't want to be with. I don't. Most, yeah, uh, 99.9% of the people in my life are there because I actively choose them every day to be there. Um, I'm just not doing it. And as I'm getting older, I'm getting more comfortable with having boundaries around all of that and saying no and not being agreeable and just basically doing what I want to do. As long as I'm not hurting somebody else or upsetting somebody else, fuck it. It's my fucking life. It's my life and I get to live it my way. So let's talk a bit about this saying no to the things we don't want to do. Yeah, let's do it. When someone asks you 
not you, but you, the listener, for a favour or invites you to an event, do you find yourself immediately saying, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, I'd really love to, before you've actually processed the request. And do you think that we have all internalised this message, especially as women, of being good, a good friend, a good partner, a good parent, a good human, and that means always having to say yes. And do you do that in your life? Do I do that? No, I don't do that. Okay. Um, I think there was a period of time where I where I did. Mm. But again, as I just said, I have carefully curated my community around me mm. um, so that I don't so that I don't do that anymore. So that I don't have things or people around me that I don't want to be with or don't mm. want to spend time with, mm. right? Mm. But that takes time. Mm-hmm. And that's taken a lot of broken friendships and a lot of difficult conversations and a lot of heartbreak and and all of it. Mm. And we write about this in the book, don't we? That yeah. in order to, we think that in order to be liked, we have to just agree. And that, I guess, is the myth that we need to unpick. Yeah. A little bit. So no, I don't think I do that, but I think I've learnt how not to. Okay. What about you? Um, I find it very hard to refuse a favour. So oh no, a, fa- a favour's different. Yeah. But this um, is about I don't put in social pause, obligation. But like if it's being asked of me, I don't put in the pause, I don't think about can I manage this, can I take this on? I'll always be like, but yeah, how yeah, often, yeah. But how often really does someone ask you a favour? Because they don't, often people don't like to ask for help, do they? So it's very rare that someone will say, right, I need a hand, can you do this for me? Well, okay, for example, Josh's party's coming up in a few weeks and quite a few of the mothers clearly don't really want to drive to where the party is because it's like half an hour away and so they've all gone oh actually can I just drop them at your house and can you just take them and can you do that and do you mind doing and and you don't want to say well and eventually I was like I actually now I have no more room in the car so I'm I am sorry I'm gonna have to say no people said it can't they just carpool well I think some of them are carpooling because I I physically can't fit any more in but I I do find that hard um and I'm getting but also you want his friends to be there for him so you don't want to say no for your kid of course not but it does whether we want to admit it or not it leaves a very minuscule residue of hold on a second why don't you just bring your kids like I take my kids to your kids party and it's not a problem and you know there yeah. is a there is a touch of that. There is. I I, I do I find it very hard to say no. If, if someone's like, "Can you, would you just do me a favor? Or can I ask you to do something for me?" That I find hard to have a boundary around. But um, with events, I'm getting better at that. And I think with my friendships, they're very stable. They're very secure. So if I'm making arrangements within those. It's it's an intentional yes. But I still have a tendency to want to be like the rescuer and the helper in a lot of ways. And that's not always good for me. So I do actually carry a lot of guilt around if someone wants to see me hmm. or someone asks to see me and yeah. I either don't want to see them, which is rare. Yeah. Or I don't have the physical time to see them. Yes. I don't know why I carry so much guilt around having to say no around it. I do say no, mm. but it doesn't sit well with me. Mm. So I have the boundary, mm. but I do carry part of it, like like we talked about, like the residue around. Do you know why? Do you know why are you asking I'm me? I'm asking you. Oh, um, do I know why? Um, 
there's there's something about someone else's needs always need to be more important okay and again coming back to being the rescuer mm. and i have played that role in some relationships in my life and i'm i'm comfortable in that role and mm. and that's fine mm. and i also have something with being a good friend like i really value being a really good loyal reliable friend that's really important mm. to me but that doesn't and i guess that translates as always having to be available but that's yes. not i know that's not right logically yes but the two i think get a bit messed up in terms of how i then perceive it and carry it with me does that make sense total sense so if you are a person out there who finds the same sorts of things hard, I think it's important to note that saying no does not have to be confrontational. There is a way of declining things with grace and with politeness and to always remember that you are declining the invitation, you are not declining the person. Which is a really important highlighter. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Um, and... I, I, I'm th just thinking, sorry, I'm pausing because I'm thinking about what you just said, that you find it very hard to turn down a favour. Yes. So I think I find it very hard if someone is in need. Yeah. To, I find it very hard to not overextend myself. It's a similar thing, right? It is similar. Yeah. But I guess it hasn't been asked of me. Yeah. Yeah. So if I know someone's having a really awful day, yes. my first reaction is to either want to go around there yes. and give them a hug, make them some food, yes. do something yes. that will help ease their stress, pain, yes. difficulty. Yeah. Um, and I find that really, really difficult. And as I've gotten older, especially in the last year or so, I'm learning that I can't overextend everywhere mm -hmm. because I don't have the energy. I don't have the time. And it takes away from things like my kids, yeah. my home. Yeah. The things that my well-being, yeah. things that are really, really vitally important. Yeah. So, but it's balancing those two things. I, I get quite stressed by sometimes. So we're talking about boundaries here, really. Well, we are we are talking about boundaries, but we, and we're talking about the things that we value. Yeah. So whilst I will value my peace and my well-being, I also value being a reliable, trusted friend. Yeah. And sometimes that means showing up and doing things that you might not have time to do. Yes, absolutely. So it's knowing when to pick either one. Yeah. Because you can do it. And I, you know, I could be that trusted, reliable friend and turn up on the doorstep with a shepherd's pie in my hand. But what is it at the cost of? Yes. It might be at the cost of my kids not having a homemade it, meal. Yes. Or it might be at the cost of not being able to take one of them to netball or me being totally exhausted but which one do you prioritise? Because that person that's opening the door that needs that shepherd's pie mm. needs that shepherd's pie. Yeah. So we've done a whole show on boundaries. And I think anyone who hasn't listened to that, it's worth going back and listening to them. There is also a whole chapter in the book about them because I think they're pretty much fundamental to everything surrounding self-care, right? Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> they, yeah, like a big, fat, yeah. flashing I mean, neon, yes. Your boundaries are going to help you create the life that you want and they are going to teach you how to carve out the best way to use your time and energy and they can are I, there to improve things right right but can i just i just want to say something here right repeat that sentence but put put yourself in there boundaries create the life i want for myself they help me 
carve out how to use my time and my energy and they are there to improve my experience and my life. It's different, right? It yeah. sits different when you kind of own it yeah. for yourself. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's hard, but very, very, very necessary. Yeah. How are your boundaries now? Age nearly 40 something. Seven. In a few weeks. 47. Um, how are my boundaries now? My boundaries are... I think my boundaries are pretty good. Mm-hmm. But it's relative, isn't it? Like, what are we comparing it to? Yeah. Um, am I comparing it to who I was five years ago? Am I comparing it to someone who doesn't have any boundaries? Like, You can only compare it to yourself, I think. Look, they could always be better. Okay. They could always be better. But then something happened, like on Saturday night, for example, we were going out, the four of us. Yeah. And I wasn't privy to the conversation because I wasn't on the WhatsApp group mm. um, at the time. I, was I wasn't on the WhatsApp group at the time when all the messages were going about where we were going to go. 47 messages just to decide where we 49. were going. There 49. There were 49 in the end. And I actually, mean, I did read them through because they were quite funny. I, I did like lose the will to live by the end of it. Um, and then you'd all booked a restaurant mm. that was an hour away. Yeah. And I just did not want to sit in the car for an hour when we all live five minutes away from each other yes. to me. And I don't, I didn't love that restaurant last time we went. If I loved it, different, I didn't. Um, and we had to pick Daisy up from a friend. It was just too difficult. Yeah. yeah. So we then basically said, do we have to go here? Could we go somewhere else? Now, I don't think I would have said that a while back. Really? No, I okay. don't. I don't think so. Um, but... And it, I did feel a bit uncomfortable because I knew there'd been loads of conversation and loads of restaurants discussed and everyone was trying to find somewhere. So it did feel a bit uncomfortable to say, actually, I, I don't want to go here because I don't want to sit in the car for an hour because it meant that we I was putting someone else out. Yeah. But at the same time, I didn't want to go. Yeah. So I was quite proud of myself, but it was uncomfortable. But actually, we were all much happier only having to drive 25 minutes in the end. So well, it just didn't make Sense no, no, sense. no sense whatsoever. But what I'm saying is, so I must have been better because I think two years ago I would have just sucked it up. Yeah. How are your boundaries? Better than they were and firmer than they were. But I am wondering if my boundaries improving are working in a direct parallel to how much I don't seek or need approval anymore. And I'm wondering as one lowers the other rises that's what I was really thinking about like when we were talking about this so what's show. lowering and what's rising I think my my need for approval or my seeking for approval is lowering yeah. and as that happens my boundaries are going up isn't that amazing though yeah so when you're creating space you can fill it with something so intentional and positive it's very it's very interesting and I'm also finding as I'm about to hit 46 I'm much less tolerant as I'm getting older. So all the things that I would automatically have just said yes to or put up with, I don't want to do that anymore. And that's very clear. And I don't feel it's fair that I should have to do that anymore. Which is interesting because when I was much younger, like teens and 20s, I was so outspoken and such a loud mouth and so uncompromising. And then something happened where I became very malleable and compromising and a yes person to everything and now I'm kind of coming out of that again so I don't know what happened in the what middle what do you mean coming out of that again oh you used to be like that when you were younger yeah that's really funny because then you kind of unlearn something and then you have to learn it again I mean when I was in my 
early like late teens and early 20s everyone would say oh she's like marmite like you will meet her and you will either hate her or you will love her but she is utterly uncompromising and that is how I was isn't that interesting so to be okay not utterly uncompromising but to be boundaries mm. you have to worry or you have to be aware not worry that people are going to take unkindly to it but I did I didn't care I couldn't have cared less and then something happened in my 30s I maybe it was having babies I don't know I just mellowed and I just became very much more amenable and now I'm feeling slightly less amenable than I used to be which I think is good better for me it's a really good thing and actually there's a beautiful example of this mm. where both of our boundaries I think were really solidly in place. So I'm talking about when you sent the email the other day. Yes. So we were having we were in an email chain with someone and it wasn't really we weren't very happy with the direction that it was going in, right? And so Lauren and I were having a private conversation away from the email chain. And I said, this is what needs to happen. Let's draft an email tomorrow morning. And then you said, dude, it's already done. I've sent it. Mm. So I went back to read the email mm. and everything was everything in the email was absolutely great. But it's not normally how we work. We no. normally draft things together. Yes. We agree on things together yes. and then it gets sent. Yes. But you were triggered and... And you sent it. So I snapped, basically. Yeah. So I felt, in unison, I felt aggravated that you hadn't checked with me first. Yeah. And I felt equally proud of you, that you'd done it, that you'd spoken up for yourself, that you'd basically put your boundaries down saying, actually, no, this is not okay by me and I need answers now. Yeah. Um, and I told you that, didn't yeah. I? And I texted you back instantly to say you know what it wasn't cool that you just sent that email because I had things I wanted to ask and if the roles were reversed you'd be really annoyed yeah which is absolutely true yeah yeah and you wrote back saying you know what you're I'm really sorry and you are right and I should have checked with you but I snapped yeah. and I said and I'm really proud of you yeah <laughs> so there yeah. was so much boundary work going on in all of it yeah you were putting your boundaries down with the other person on the email I was putting my boundary down with you because that wasn't okay by me. Yeah. And you were and you were absolutely standing in the things that weren't okay for you. And and you, and you absolutely spoke it and I loved it. Thanks. Yeah. I just thought the whole thing it was a very interesting moment. It was an interesting moment for me because it's quite unlike me actually in all respects. Well, we're learning mm. that actually it doesn't get us anywhere to sort of roll over and say, okay, well, let's just wait and see what happens. It's mm. not overly conducive, especially at the moment because time is of the essence. Yeah. Um, I think I'm just at this point where I just don't want to do the things that I don't want to do anymore. You know, I'm just, I'm just there. Me too. It's really, Me it's too. really interesting. And also... Do you think that writing, and I've, I've, we've joked about this before, but do you think writing the book and actually we wrote a whole chapter on boundaries mm. and put the practices in mm. place and did the research mm. and figured out what works and what doesn't. Mm. And we've had to read this book. So many times. So many times yeah. to edit it. Yeah. I think that message is so clear cut now. Maybe, maybe. I mean, a few things have happened recently. So um, we were supposed to be out for dinner tomorrow night eight of us 
complicated because everyone needs a babysitter and some people don't live in this country so you know to move the date is impossible and then it turned out I didn't have a babysitter at the last minute so I was like okay the only way of doing this is to have it at my house because I can't rearrange and I can't go out so I'm now hosting um but I sent a really clear message and I said I'm hosting and I'm going to ask all of you to make a couple of things because I'm just not into martyring myself this year. I just thought I can't do this. I can't work all day and then make this perfect three course dinner for eight people. I don't have the bandwidth and also I don't want to. And nobody minded. Nobody was like, oh my God, how dare you ask me to make a dessert or make a salad? Everyone was like, yeah, cool. That's fine. Yeah, of I course, thought, of course they of are. Of course they are. But I just thought this is, I'm actually perfectly comfortable with this. I'm perfectly comfortable. I don't feel guilty. I don't feel bad. I don't feel like I should in inverted but the commas. Most, but the most important thing is that that is new for you. Yeah, that's really new for me. It's that's the second really time you've new. done it. You have done that before. Yeah. When you were doing the tea, remember? And yes. you asked people to come uh, to bring something. And it's totally acceptable for everybody. To, to muck in. To muck in. Yeah. And, and to contribute and <clears throat> physically to the meal. And I feel fine about it. And I also got an invitation for um, a lunch for somebody else that happens to be on my birthday. And you know what? I could have gone because I really don't need to celebrate my birthday all day because I'm not five. But I just thought, you, you know say what? That. I know, but say that. I'm not massively into birthdays. But I also thought, you know what? It is my birthday and I may want to do something. And I don't really want to be obliged to have to go to this lunch for somebody else on my birthday. So I just said... I'm really sorry it's my birthday that day and I think I'm going to have plans so I have to decline. And I also felt fine about that. And I'm not declining the person, I'm declining the invitation. And there is a difference. There is a difference. Yeah. And again, do you think if that was last year you would have said yes to that invitation? Oh, I'm pretty sure I would have done. Oh, really? Yeah. And just sucked it up and then been like, oh, I've got to spend my birthday doing this. So in all honesty, yeah. what do you think has shifted for you that you're able to now put these boundaries in place? Because that's where the juice is, isn't it? And that's the part where we want the listener to go away and take this for themselves as a gift. This episode is brought to you by One Welbeck Women's Health, a leading private clinic in central London. Bringing together gynaecologists, obstetricians and breast specialists, it's truly a one-stop shop for female health. Services range from breast screening to pelvic floor treatment and everything in between, all carried out in a calm and relaxed setting that has been specifically designed to put women at ease every step of the way. I had a routine mammogram there recently and I couldn't have felt better taken care of. It was a truly positive experience. One Wellbeck Women's Health has also launched a comprehensive menopause service taking a multidisciplinary approach to managing menopausal symptoms through a combination of personalised medical treatments and lifestyle advice. Putting your health first is true self-care. To find out more about this brilliant clinic, visit onewellbeck.com forward slash women's dash health or simply search One Wellbeck Women's Health. This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're traveling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. 
It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases, thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Age? Time? No, age, age isn't... No, no, no. Age as in I am older. I, I know <laughs> you're older, but the, I think that's a bit of a... I don't think that's the answer. I, I would like to think that there are tools that you have learned. That's right, what I'll I'm fishing I'll, for. I'll swap the word age for the word confidence. As well, you, that makes a big difference. Okay, so what I mean is, uh, for me, I feel... As I have aged, I have grown in confidence. So when I say age, I mean time, experience, confidence, standing in who I am as a person. It's helpful to be older. But someone listening to this. Yeah. Who's 30. Yeah. And wants to start creating boundaries for themselves, which we will get on in, in, in the next section about yeah. what self-care yeah. you need in order to do this. Yeah. That answer isn't, they can't take that away. Okay, so learning that sucking everything up and saying yes to everything actually doesn't make me happy, mm. doesn't serve me, mm. isn't good for other people because then they're not really understanding your true self they're mm. dealing with somebody who's just disingenuous this, it's disingenuous and you are just this sort of agreeable doormat which, which is so not who you are no and doesn't serve me and also doesn't serve them mm. right totally you see that that okay that juicy enough for you yeah it's gorgeous <laughs> i love it <laughs> i love that let's talk a bit about the people in our lives because when we're talking about don't invite me i don't want to go when we're saying no what we're actually doing is saying yes to things we do want to do right yeah with the people that we like yeah so, we, but that's the most important part and we talk about this a lot in the book sorry to keep mentioning the book but we have done a whole chapter on this um so you're making space for the things that you want, not clogging it up with the things that you don't want. So I think what we can naturally do as human beings when we're saying no is get very caught up in oh, what are they going to think? What will they say? How will they react? We get caught up in that little narrative and that keeps us very small and very stuck because then we start behaving in a way that we think the other person wants us to. Yeah. Not in the way that we want. Rather than saying, well, if I say no to this, actually, I'm creating more time for that. 
yes. And there's a lot of juice in that. There's a lot of possibility in that. There's a lot of growth in that. I get to, so for example, let's say you're saying no to one person because you want to go out with someone else for the, for the evening, just to simplify. You're saying no, rather than getting caught up in the person that you're saying no to and worrying about what they think, what they're going to do and how they're going to perceive it. Actually, if you focus on the person that you're going to go out with and the lovely time that you're going to have and the conversation that you're going to have and the connection that you're going to create and all of that gorgeousness that's in that yes is going to bring so much more fulfillment. So Jim Ron says, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Mm. These five people shape who we are. And all the research that's been done says that as much as 95% of your success or failure in life depends on the people who you habitually associate with. So are we spending time with good people? And how how do we know that? Because I found that since COVID, my friendship group has got smaller which I think is what prompted Ollie to say to me, you've become very unsociable. Because I think what happened is all the people who were on the periphery, who were not like inside the, what do you want to call it? Your inner circle. My inner, thank you, that's the word. They've kind of completely gone. And COVID cemented it because, you know, you, you couldn't see anyone. And then it was there were only a few people who you could see. You could only see them outside. And I realised when I didn't see these people for such a long time, I actually didn't miss seeing them no at that, all that was astounding to me and it was also not just that I didn't miss it but clearly from their point of view they weren't reaching out to be like please come for a walk with me so when no effort was made on either side you realize oh you're on my periphery and it's not that I don't care about those people because I do my feeling about them as as people hasn't changed but I feel like I I have so little spare time mm. to spend time with people that I don't want to. And I don't have this this energy and these hours coming out of nowhere to expand. But also, don't you think it's because your time is now filled with the people that you want to spend time with? So yes. the time that you're spending feels richer. Yes, it does. But also these years that we're in now, I feel like they're the grafting years. Like we've got, we've still got kids that need our yes, time and attention absolutely. we have work we have family commitments uh, we all we have limited bandwidth and I don't want to spread it so thin anymore I just don't I don't either mm. and I remember saying in COVID to Adam you know when we come out of this I don't want to do those endless Saturday nights across the table from people that we have nothing in common with no. I, I'd rather sit on the couch watch film with you and just really enjoy ourselves. Like, I'm just yeah. not doing it. I mean, also, as a side note, it's not cheap to go out for dinner in London anymore. So, like, do you really want to go out and spend no, all this really, money? It, do you know what I mean? It really isn't cheap. Um, my sister and I did this exercise on holiday yeah. where we wrote down our highs and lows of 2023 mm-hmm. and then what we were going to bring in to 2024. Uh-huh. And two of the things that really stuck out to me, my highs of 2023, mm. were two people that were in my life mm-hmm. but were more periphery. Mm-hmm. But actually in 2023, I got much closer to. Right. And they were the things that I was bringing into 2024, my closer relationships with these two people. Mm-hmm. And I just thought how interesting that they're the they're the main things that have stuck with me. Mm. That actually I allowed time for people that have always been 
in a very background role in my life mm. and actually just created some space. And they're becoming really lovely people in my life. That's nice. And it's really nice. Mm. And it's really important. Mm. So how do we know when we're investing in the right relationships, yes. right? Yes. We yes. actually, we wrote a quiz. We did. This is in the book. It is in the book. Um, so we wanted to bring it here today because we really want you to do it as a checklist. Yeah. And if you buy the book, obviously you'll then always have this checklist with you. And we think it's really healthy and act uh, really helpful. And actually, since we wrote it, it is something, I swear to God, mm. it's something that I have referred back to a few times mm. about things that, you know, certain people that, I'm not sure about or so I've gone through the checklist and it makes it very clear let's go through it so have someone in your mind who you might be struggling with or, or someone that you really adore either way just pick one person and then you go through this checklist okay so these are the signs of a healthy relationship yeah you feel uplifted after being with them you have mutual love should I do it for you, you? For me. Should I do the checklist? <laughs> Go on, carry on. You respect one another. You trust one another. You can be your most authentic self. You can both be vulnerable. You can be honest with one another. You laugh together. You look forward to being with them. You feel peaceful and calm in the relationship. That's a big one. You feel that it's an equal and reciprocal relationship. You encourage and admire each other. Now, that's not to say you have to tick every single solitary one. No. But most. But most. But most. And you get the the energy of where we're trying to take you. And the signs of an unhealthy relationship. You feel exhausted or drained when you leave their company. You don't want to see or speak to them. You feel guilty when you haven't seen them. They often give you a hard time. You feel a sense of duty to keep investing in the relationship. You feel obligated to see or speak to them. It's heavily one-sided. They only call you when they need you. There is no space for your needs. You don't feel respected. You cannot trust them. You cannot authentically be yourself around them. Their opinions, attitudes or behaviours make you feel uncomfortable. Mm. Again, don't have to tick every single one, but just run through as a checklist and you'll get an idea of whether you are in a healthy relationship or an unhealthy relationship. And it, it is up to all of us as individuals to consciously construct our relationships and to decide which opinions, which attitudes, which life philosophies we do and do not allow mm. to be a part of our mm. life. We're in charge of our own boundaries. We're in charge of our own friendships. You don't have to put up and tolerate people and things you're invited to go to if you don't want to can say no yeah and that's fine so now we come on to the last section which is about what self-care could you incorporate in your life that might help with all of this yeah we're not going to leave you high and dry we're not going to point out a problem in your life and then just say okay that's the end of the show we're actually going to give you some steps and tips Okay, number one, it's a, it, it sounds simple. It's harder than it sounds, but I'm learning it. Learn to delegate. You do not have to take everything onto yeah, your like own you shoulders. Yeah, you did this week with the dinner party. Yeah, learn to delegate. Learn to delegate. Get good at learning to say no. 
obviously that is not overly helpful because everyone wants to be good at learning yeah. to say no. So we're going to help you with how to say no. We've also done a whole show on it. So you can go back and listen to that episode. It was episode. an early show. Yeah, it was. It was an a early good show. show. So step one, as we mentioned earlier, focus on your yes. When you say no to something, you are really saying yes to something else. And as we discussed earlier, focus on what the yes will bring. And that will ease, hopefully, the discomfort of the no. Yeah. So here's an example. Let's say that you've got a really early yoga class booked and your friend wants you to go out clubbing on the Saturday night. So you can say no to the clubbing because what you're actually saying is yes to getting up early for the yoga class because that's where your intention is and that's what you want to do and that's where you need to be. Yeah. Your focus is on the yoga, not, not on the saying no and upsetting the person. Yeah. Step two, it is okay to put your own needs first. Please give yourself permission to prioritize yourself and remind yourself that your needs are just as important as someone else. Yes. Your needs are just as important as someone else's. Yes. So I have a little example for this. Yeah. Um, I got my hair cut. Yeah. This week. Mm -hmm. Now, I've been going to the same guy. He's a very old friend. I've been going to the same guy for years mm. who's cut my hair. And the last few times he's cut my hair, I haven't loved it. Mm. And I have probably haven't been massively clear on what I wanted mm -hmm. and whatever, but I really haven't loved it. Mm. Um, and I really didn't like what he did last time. And I wanted another old friend of mine to cut my hair. But then I thought, no, I can't do that. Because I've been going to the other guy for so many years. So I'm already like stuck in the what will he think and what will he do? And then I had a word with myself, Lauren. Mm -hmm. And I thought, it's my hair. And I don't have to explain myself to anybody else about who cuts it, how it looks and where I go. Because I am an adult. This is true. So you know what I did? I booked an appointment with my other friend. Yeah. And he said to me, what about such and such? Isn't he going to get upset? And I said, do you know what? Maybe it's not really my responsibility how he feels about where I get my hair cut. No, because your boundaries are between you and you. That's why. I still feel a little bit uncomfortable, I'll be honest, but I still got the hair cut. Good. Step three, tell the truth. Lying only leads to guilt and anxiety and this is exactly what you're trying to avoid. So just say no from a place of truth and love like it's perfectly fine for me to say the day of that lunch is actually on my birthday yes was, yes and yes that's the truth yes and i actually am doing and that's something it else. yeah and that's it you don't yeah. have to explain yourself um as lauren beautifully pointed out before step four is say no to the request not the person yeah so you know kindness and respect they go a long way they do no thank you i'm not going to come to the lunch but thank you for the invite. That's exactly what I said. It was like, thank you so yeah. much for including me. It's so nice. That's because but I can't you've come. written a book on it. It's true. <laughs> so you know it's how to true. do it. It's true. Um, and step five is just be appreciative. It's not an insult when people ask you to go to something or make requests of you. Just thank them for thinking of you or reaching out the invite and then politely decline. You yes. are allowed to say no. Yes couple of other little tips for you. Communicate effectively if you can. People aren't psychic. They don't know what's going on in your head. And if you don't share it, they can't be expected to know <laughs> what's too much for you, what isn't too much yes. for you, all the rest yes. of it. So just communicate that shit. And also keep in your mind that they get to learn 
about you on a deeper, more connected level. It's yeah. a gift, actually, just to be honest. Absolutely. And a great example of that is this week when I sent the email and you immediately texted me to say how you felt about that. And that was great because otherwise what you would have been like sucking that up and feeling a bit resentful and it's much better that we just had the conversation and then it's done. So communicate effectively. Yes. And I will say to add on to that, we are in a very open, trusted relationship. So it's easier for me to do that. Okay, but you still did it, but you know, good. you know what we're in? We're in a healthy relationship, right? If you go back to that checklist, so it's easier for me to say that. So if you're doing it with someone and you're in the second section of an unhealthy relationship, it's going, it is going to be harder. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying, just be prepared that it might not be as clear cut as how you and I approached it with one it another. Also might not be as clear cut to resolve because there would be an underlying of may they have done that to upset me or what did they do that on purpose do I want to forgive them is this a pattern with them you know it's more complicated complicated. it's that's why I'm saying it's you know it's easier to do it when you're in a very healthy relationship learn from your own experience like really if you've over committed to something before or you were in a situation and you didn't have any boundaries and you didn't say no and that made you feel shitty or exhausted or whatever it made you feel use that experience to yeah. inform you that's a really for next time. really really good point yeah use it use it as information i love it and you get to learn from that um prioritizing time and energy yeah this is what we're talking about yeah. right so what matters to you most? What matters to you most? Not what matters to the other person. What matters to you? Mm. And then you can prioritize yourself and the things that you want. It doesn't make you selfish. It makes you human. Mm. And it makes you a healthy human to prioritize it, actually. I listened to an amazing podcast the other day. I wish I could remember what it was on. I think it was on Dr. Chatterjee and someone was talking about being an essentialist. Okay. And I just loved the phrase of it. And it basically means prioritizing what you need to within that hour, that day, that month. So let's say you wake up and you say, okay, and I've been doing this in the mornings because sometimes I can get a bit overwhelmed with all the things that I need to do. And I think, okay, is it essential that I fold the washing right Right now? now. Or is it essential that I eat before I go to work? It's essential that I eat before I go to work. Right. So you prioritize the things that are most essential, which emails that you need to send that day, what tasks you need to tick off the list that day, what is essential to you. So prioritize what matters to you most. But to add on to that, all of these things might need reassessing and adjusting because they always do they always do life circumstances are going to change so it is a really good idea to regularly reassess Mm. what are my goals Mm. what are my boundaries what commitments have I got right now because we're never the same person right we're always changing so what we need and what we're prioritizing and what we are able to say yes and no to is going to change all the time even in that moment Mm. absolutely so Mm. you have to constantly we say this all the time don't we check in just keep checking in with yourself. What do I need right now? Yeah. What is most important to me right yeah. now? Yeah. And that will be, you know, a month ago, it would have been a very different training session to what I need right now. It's completely different because yeah. my body 
need something different. Yeah. And try and plan. So what? have a look at the month ahead. What's going on for you? Is it very heavy with work? Is it very heavy with family commitments? Where are you in your menstrual cycle? Try and plan as much as you can in advance so that you feel more balanced. So I I said to you the other day, I always try, if I can, to do my most creative stuff and my most social stuff when I'm in the middle of my cycle because I know that in the few days leading up to my period and during my period... You are a bit grumpy. I'm a bit grumpy and, I don't, and I'm, I'm, I'm much more inward and that is... Yeah, you are. Uh, yeah, I, I'm... I go into myself and that's very normal. You know, Maisie Hill, who's written Period Power, talks about it in terms of seasons. So she would say when she's ovulating, she's in the summer months and when she's premenstrual, she's in the autumn and when she's having her period, she's in the winter. And that is a time when you naturally want to be at home, be alone, be more alone. So if you can, if it's possible, try to just, you know, plot out your month, month by month, I think. I think idea. that's a really, really great piece of advice. It's not something I would ever do. I've always done it. Mm, but I think it's probably incredibly useful. Mm. Just spend time with the right people. You know, I think that's what it all boils down to. Spend time with the right people. Prioritise the things that you want for yourself. Know that your needs matter the most. Because if your your needs are not being met, you are going to exhaust yourself, burn yourself out, and then you are no use to anybody, most of all yourself. And I think really and truly, you know when you're spending time with the wrong people because you come away feeling... Flat. Either flat or... Tired. Less than. Tired. Yeah, or drained. Less than. That is the worst. That is the worst. So you have to have a think about, well, why am I hanging out? with these people why am I spending my precious time in this one and only life that I'm getting with these people who when I come home I feel upset drained negative about myself negative about the evening don't do that focus on the quality rather than the quantity and by the way this is your reminder that you don't have to do that no you don't you get to choose who you spend your time with even when it feels like you have no choice I promise you you do there's always a choice there's always a choice so that is our show this week we hope it brought you uh, some insight into it if you would like to be in touch you can email us hello at selfcareclub.co.uk we're going to be back on Friday with our weekly wellness roundup show there's still so much going on because it's still January it's still it's January. just packed full to the brim of stuff it is isn't it yeah so lovely we love it um and if you want to follow us on our socials just scroll down all our links are there you want to buy a book pre-order it please we really want those and we will be back on friday bye-bye <laughs>